0: Everyone, to another episode of Crew 3 Podcast. I'm your host, Ruckman. With me, as always, are my co-hosts, Chris and Ricky. Gentlemen, say hi. Hey. Hello. I uh, want to start off real fast, everyone, with a very sort of solemn update uh, as of about an hour ago from this recording. Uh, of course, this is on Monday, March 23rd. Uh, Paper Magic is going to officially be canceled until May 10th. So, I, you know, if quarantines get lifted, I think it's kind of... I haven't actually read the uh, the full statement I think if your stores do decide to start running stuff, uh, this is not going to be sort of official. I need to actually go read the statement. But just letting everyone know, considering that we now know official Paper Magic, sanctionable anyway, is sort of done until at least May 10th. Rip. Yep, rip. Pour one out. Pour Um, one out for the homies. Again, I hope you're all staying safe, staying inside when you can. Um, Still trying to find some ways to support your local game stores. I'm not saying go out and do whatever. Um, I know I actually went and I called at the local game store and I had them curbside pick up some some paint so I can work on some uh, some model building and stuff like that while I while we're on our our quarantine our lockdown.
1: Yep. Um, so, yeah, you know. I was able to um, go to my store. They were only allowing so many customers in at a time, mm-hmm. um, and I think now they were doing curbside. I think they've unfortunately just decided to shut down now. But I was able to pick up a new D and D book that came out recently. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and grab that. So, um, yeah, uh, that was a tough announcement, uh, seeing them seeing them shut down. Um, hopefully they're going to reopen again. I assume they are, but I don't know. You know, Some stores are able to pay their employees. Um, I know some in Dallas are doing that, but some are not. So kind of a tough spot right now. Yeah, definitely.
0: If your store is available and you don't have to go in the store, you can just get it all done for your car, call and see if you pick up a war game or something like that. You know, This is just an option there because this is going to, You know, like I said, like we I've been saying, it sucks not having the big events. That definitely sucks for the organizers. But, you know, we want game stores to be around after this is all over, as well. Right, for sure. Mm-hmm. Alright, so let's get down to it today, or actually, hold on, anything else, any, any pre-things we want to discuss before we get down to it? I didn't play any Pioneer this lot.
1: week. Yeah, we actually have a YouTube video that will actually be out, I think, before this podcast goes live, yeah, so if, if, you, if you, you guys to me, don't know... Yeah, if you guys don't know, we are doing some YouTube videos now. We've already got uh, one playthrough video and a deck tech up for sure, as well as some clips from the show. And as this goes up, um, as you guys are listening to this, you'll have another video to watch of me and Ruckman playing some Red White uh, Monastery Mentor. A deck that we loved, in theory. A deck that we loved, in theory. So, (laughs) go check it out. Uh, Let us uh, Uh, Give us all the stuff that uh, YouTubers normally ask for.
0: And also, of course, uh, this past weekend, I started streaming on our Twitch channel. That's right. It's also a yeah. podcast. So the, currently the plan is uh, Friday evenings for a couple hours and then for like three, four hours-ish on Sunday afternoons. Um, not really trying to be holding any sort of schedule, but it's for sure the weekends and then as time rises, maybe a couple hours here and there, weekday evenings, because I do still have to work at 9 to 5 after all. Uh, but definitely tune in for that. Um, these guys, of course, are welcome to be on that channel if they want to. They have the information. But uh, as of right now, it's sort of just me doing stuff. Uh this weekend uh, we played a couple budget deck lists, 50 ticks on Magic Online or less. So mm-hmm. uh, go check those vods out. I'll probably post the deck list somewhere, either on our Twitter or on our Discord, because that will be relevant to something we're going to talk about here at the end of the show. So that was, look. by the
1: way, a super strong uh, deck list. I saw the if that was the Galia deck was under 50.
0: The, both of those deck lists, the Galea and the Mono White deck, were under 50. Yeah,
1: that, that was very strong. If you're interested in some budget magic, we're going to talk some more about that uh, coming up. But that was a very, very strong decklist.
0: Yep. All right, so let's get into it. Gentlemen, this week we decided to discuss... The if you can still pick them up from your stores, I you know when <laughs> I when I picked this topic, I didn't think about that being the case. Yeah, uh, okay. but if you pre-ordered them from an online retailer or hopefully you can still pick them up from your your LGS, the challenge decks do come out next weekend as of this recording. Uh, mm-hmm. th- next weekend, of course, being the weekend of April the Saturday, April the fourth, mm-hmm. and so we have four challenge decks, and of course these are balanced for standard in mind. Uh, very much harkening back to the event decks of old, but mm-hmm. uh, in my opinion, I think they've been actually better than a lot of the event decks were in the past. Oh yeah, um, because uh, they you know they're giving you back instead of a lot of just sort of stuff that's there, but like very much a weakened version or just a deck they thought was good in their future future league. Right, uh, mm-hmm. you are seeing decks that were representative of the format maybe like f- six months or so prior to them being released. Right. But you're getting a lot of four of you're getting a lot of there there I would say the value is like about like 75, 90 bucks per deck and they what are MSRP for twenty five thirty?
1: It depends on the deck. the The blue green one is definitely like heavy in value, but some of the rest of them are like you know they're, they're decent value. You I mean, definitely get twenty or thirty dollars more, but I don't know that it's uh I don't know that I've seen ninety or a hundred on anything except for the blue one. I and mean, the
2: blue green one I think is like you got like fifteen in, or you got like twelve in your Fable Passage and seventeen in your Brazen Borrower. So like are they Have
1: they fallen that low? Mm-hmm.
2: Yeah. So wow. there's your 30 yeah. bucks back.
0: Hey, think just... on the bright side, people. Uh, sorry to interrupt Ricky. Go ahead. But think on the bright side. Um, if you are looking at trying to pick up a bunch of uh, singles for paper just for when paper magic starts again, give it a couple more weeks because the market is just going down right now. And I think uh, here in a few weeks, if you've got some disposable income, you know, if you're in a good place, right? I know some people are having some issues out there. But if you're in a good place, I think in a couple weeks, it's going to be pretty good to pick up some uh, some cars that aren't, like, full-on staples, but you're maybe be on the fence of buying because prices are definitely dropping.
1: This is Capitalist Ruckman speaking right now. Hey, no, I'm into this, too. As, 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 I... as, the, market, as the market crashes, go buy everybody who's struggling to survive cards for cheap. <laughs>
0: <laughs> okay, I would go I that mean, far. don't make me sound like a monster,
1: but... <laughs> <laughs> I'll just say it. Uh, but no, fair. Yeah, the unfortunately the card prices are going down as luxury things like this are are obviously a little a little extra given the you know I uh, think the like the, right now. the
0: cards like Thoughtseize and stuff like that I don't think they're going to be highly affected but I can see like some like mid tier staples start talling a little bit right yeah
1: I hope like someday a hundred years from now like people are looking back at the great plague of 2020 and they reference this video to find out how the plague affected hobby uh, collectible cards and the market. And here we are talking about... I'm glad you uh, think the world that.
0: will be around in 100 years. That's pretty optimistic.
1: Yeah, yeah I think uh, mathematically we have at least another, like, million or something like that. Okay. NS before the sun explodes or something like that. Sure, somebody, sure. somebody a sciencey person could correct me on that. But yeah, we'll see if we make it that far. Uh, yeah, the definitely. sun actually
2: explodes tomorrow.
1: Oh, dang it. My, my clock is off. Daylight savings time, yeah, you know? Yeah, exactly. It's tough. Yep. Just didn't account for
0: all I that. mean, honestly, next month there's, like, that asteroid coming by. Like, we could just be annihilated here next month. All right, 20, Pioneer, podcast. Wild <laughs> Pioneer podcast. ride. Pioneer podcast. All right, so back to it. Uh, we, so we got these challenge decks coming out, right? We're, there's some good value here. But we decided, hey, uh, you know, especially for the people who might be listening here and just aren't on the fence about buying into paper, you know, even though these are definitely balanced and made for standard, there's mm-hmm. some room to work with here on actually a pretty good budget. I think we've looked at um, – well, we look at three out of the four. We'll get to the fourth one here in a bit. But definitely three out of the four, you know, with a 25 or even a $50 budget, like, you can make them, you can do a lot of good work here. And, uh, you know, you're not going to be taking down the next Jeep here or anything like that. But you're definitely going to, I think it will be fine in like an FNM setting or just, you know, playing some games with your friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. What's an FNM? <laughs> well, <laughs> long ago in the before times.
2: Actually, speaking of FNMs, there's digital FNM this Friday. Did you guys hear about that? Yeah, actually, yeah, that's cool. Uh, the uh, the Challenger decks calendar. will all be free to play um, in
0: a special queue Friday on Arena. Yep. And then also the weekend after that is every you can card. play with every card in Standard on Arena. Yep. Um, and I forget what the one after that is. It's something else. Is it Brawl? I think it's...
2: Oh, God. It's either Brawl no.
0: or Historic. The wannabe, the wannabe Pioneer. Historic is such a weird format. It is because they can print whenever they want into it. Yep. Anyways, that's enough of that. This is Anyway, yeah, back to Pioneer. Alright, so obviously there are four deck lists. Uh, one of them is, of course, we have uh, we have Final Adventure, which is a black-green adventure deck with uh, sort of a knight theme as well. Like, it's not just adventure, it's a lot of knights. Mm-hmm. Uh, then you have Cavalcade Charge, which is our mono-red deck built around Cavalcade of Calamity. which so of cheap, aggressive one, power creatures that trigger Cavalcade. And then you have Flash of Ferocity, which is our blue-green flash deck. And then uh, we have the bad one, Allied Fires. Which yep. is wanting to be Jess Sky Fires inventions and do you do you just wanna say it now? They gave us the Sarkins instead of Teferi's? Yeah, they gave us Sarkin like not even a single Teferi.
1: This is like the worst one by far. But yes. there's a Kenrith like value-wise. And that's value.
0: Box promo. Ugh. Oh, yeah. Man,
1: the value in this is just like Dog, uh, dog pile garbage, but if you wanted uh, a four fence. fires invention, there is a steam There's a steam vent, right. yeah, yeah, actually. There's there a reasonable value. Yeah, I forgot about that. I was looking at it before, and I was like, oh, look, steam vents. The rest of the deck, however, is is mostly garbage. Um, Rookman, do you want to go ahead and get this one out of the way? Because this was... Uh, I've got a quick thought on this.
0: Yeah, let's get this one out of the way, because like it's it's going to be hard to upgrade this one to Pioneer.
1: Yeah, we, we pretty much all agree on this. We do have some um, some different tiers we were looking at of uh, of... Upgrade value of 25 and $50. Is that right, Ruckman? Yes. So this one, uh, we all agree, is pretty much trash. Um, the best thing you can do with this is make a red-white enchantments deck. It involves pretty much replacing the entirety of the deck. You could probably keep some Deafening Clarions for some removal or something like that. Um, the drawn from dreams, I suppose if you really wanted to, if you wanted to make it three colors, but red, white's probably your best bet. And then there's a deck out there. I believe it was made by a gentleman named aspiring spike is who the last person I saw it uh, from. He has a red, white enchantments deck, and um, some highlights if you guys have not seen the enchantment deck in general is you're playing Sigil of the Empty Throne Gideon's Intervention main deck because that stops damage from a particular permanent Chain to the Rocks and Elspeth, Conqu- Elspeth Conquers Death you do not have to have Nykthos in this deck if you don't want to but it does upgrade it a pretty significant amount but basically you're playing an Enchantments deck and you're using Fires of Invention and Chain to the Rocks to get your value out of your red you're going to ramp up and play your Enchantment style deck so that's the best thing you can really do with that safety yeah. and Idyllic Tutor Sphere of Safety Olytic Tutor, yeah. Again, you, you can see those deck lists. If, if need be, I will go ahead and tweet it out um, or have the main account tweet it out. But yeah, all, all of that are actually in that deck also, but um, these are kind of the highlights of things you want to be
0: playing. Otherwise, like, if what you, this deck wants to be, it's going to require, like, four to like some number, probably Fourth Fairy Time, it, it's, right? It's, like, and you have to, like, super just overhaul the mana base here in order yeah. for it to go. Like, yeah. it's just, I'm sorry if you guys want to play Fires, um... Sure, I guess you could buy this, but you're going to be buying almost the entire. Like, if you buy this deck, like, okay, you get like the Sarkins, which you probably need one of on the main board. You get some Narset, sure. You get the four Fires of and mm-hmm. you get a Steam Vents. Like, you're probably just yeah. better off just buying the singles and going from there. On for, in- the, for, sure. for the fifty dollars, it's afraid, not though. bad. It does a lot. It gives you a way to use
1: your mana, which is kind of nice. So, like, yeah, there there is that. But um, other than that, um, it's not doing a whole lot for you.
2: If yeah. you did want to play standard, though, this deck does upgrade nicely for $50. You can buy the Mono Red deck and just play that.
0: <laughs> <laughs> oh, uh, all right, gosh. so which one do you want? Who wants to go first? Um, Darkman, you go first. Yeah. All right, I'll go first since Ricky mentioned Mono Red. We'll start with the Mono Red deck. Uh, so as I said, the Cavalcade Charge deck is really built around Cavalcade of Calamity. So it's a bunch of just one-cost creatures that with one power just to get in there to trigger your Cavalcades. Uh, and that's got some some staples here of like, um, runaway steamkin, bone crusher giant, chandra acolyte of flame, castle lamb breath. Um, actually, I was really surprised with how close I was able to get this deck list to the sort of Frank karsten style mono red deck that I I know I've talked about in the past in this podcast. Right. Uh, even for the twenty five dollar upgrade, I got it like pretty darn close. Um, nice. So this deck essentially, is good. what's up? This deck is like really good. Yeah, so essentially my upgrades for twenty five dollars um, on MTG Goldfish they come in at twenty three ninety six for twenty five dollars. Is we're gonna pick up four Monastery Swift Spear, four Lightning Strike, two Kari Zev Skyship Raider, two Abbot of Carol Keep, two Ash Zealot, and four Goblin Master's cheaper brother Legion War Boss. Unfortunately, Goblin Master, there's not really a budget unless you want to just go all in because a place that I think is like forty dollars right now. Like it's it's getting up there for a place of hmm. Route Master. But Warboss is a pretty good alternative, in my opinion. Oh, yeah. So what Love we're going to do, do here is um, the changes I made to the deck list. Hold on, because I didn't have enough time to sort of signify what was getting cut in each. Each. Uh, also, what I like about this deck list is it also inclu- already includes one Embercleave. And oh, yeah. So that Embercleave's so, hot. Like, if you, if you have the little extra cash to spend here as well, like think about getting a second one, but you really don't need more than two. Uh, so this first edition I have for my $25 upgrade is I cut the Chandra's, I cut the Scorch Spitter, I cut the Tin Street Dodgers, and I cut the Cavalcades and the Light Up the Stages. We also cut two Rimrock Knights and two Torbrands, Brands. And one Runaway Steamkin. And we also moved the four shocks out of the sideboard, and we put the four light of the stages that we cut into the sideboard as a replacement. So this leaves us with four Fervent Champion, four Monastery Swift Spear, two Abbot of Carol Keep, two Ash Zealot, two Kari of Skyship Raider, two Rimrock Knight, three Runaway Steamkin, four bone crusher Giant, four Legion Warboss, two Torbrand, Thane of Redfell, four Shock, four Lightning Strike, one Embercleave, three Castle Embreath, nineteen Mountains. And I'm not going to really talk about the sideboard here because, like, the sideboard's all right. I mean, there's, we don't have a whole lot of budget here. I was really just focusing on the main board. Um,
1: Experimental Frenzy is a good one. That's a good yeah, combo with the, the same Frenzy is so.
0: fine. Um, if you have the money to, like, invest in some Chandra's later on, that's a good pickup. Chandra's spellbook comes out here, this like, in a few months. And you get that sweet altar at Chandra. Chandra. Um, so, yeah, I mean, here we are. We're already, like, looking almost exactly where we want to be for this Frank Carson style um, decklist. And I will, I will, after the, when the episode goes up, I will go ahead and I will post the 75s of, or this the decklist we were talking about. And uh, I'll make notes of the changes from the original to the, this current version. Right. So you all mm-hmm. can sort of go by and see what cuts we made here and there, at least on mine. I don't know if you guys went ahead and uh, put in the idea of your decklist or you're just, Taking up cards, but I took some extra time here to, to make cuts and changes to the deck list as needed, and then a so cuts. so that's that's, uh, that's what I did for this one. That's our twenty five dollars. Any any sort of takes or questions? or you want me to go to the fifty dollars first?
1: I think this. I think the red deck is one of the best ones just out of the box as far as playability. Just just yeah. the thought on that one. I, it, the the blue green one, I guess, is pretty solid too. But this one is probably your most competitive out of the box if you're looking to make an investment.
0: Yeah, I think out of the box, honestly, like. You know the one drops with Cavalcade. I don't think are like super awesome, right? But if you want to play this type of like at least in Pioneer, I think and definitely in Standard, it's fine. But maybe mm-hmm. you go get some. Um, tr- What's the Chandra's Phoenix? What's the Phoenix in Standard right now that works with Cavalcade? The Chandra Spitfire. Yes. Oh yeah, Chandra Spitfire does. So mm-hmm. like on like if you wanted to play this in Pioneer as well, like Chandra Spitfire isn't that expensive. Like you could easily go pick some of those up and put them in this deck list, and I'm Fair. sure it'll it'll play just fine. Um, I'm just sort of giving you, like, I thought, hey, for $50, I can get us really close to, I think, like, a top-tier deck player in this format. So that's sort of where I took it, right? But you definitely, you know, this is a deck you can easily just unbox and go have some fun with. Sure. All right, let's Uh, hear the $50. The $50 one, actually, we're only adding seven cards. Okay. Um, We added, we're adding, we're paying an extra $17 here. For monasteries, or sorry, for soulscar mages, and then surprisingly, three raw ruins runs us ten dollars. Wow, and that puts us right in at uh, fifty dollars eleven cents. That eleven pennies. Sorry, I went over, but you know, mm. ex- excuse me, it'll be eleven cents. Okay, you gotta fish yeah. around the couch now for like eleven cents. Yeah, yeah, I know, right? Uh, and let's just put it on. And this is a quick fix. We just took out the fervent champions. Uh, sorry, Javier Dominguez. And we put in four Soulscar Mages, and we took out three mountains and put in the three round-up ruins. And for pro- cost of entry of the challenger deck and 50 bucks, we have essentially, I think, is an actually very highly competitive deck in the format. Not very representative if you go by metagame numbers right now, but I think like it could easily walk in and do reasonably well. Uh, you're going to spend a little more money on the sideboard um, to really capitalize and take it to like bigger events right. And uh, definitely think about getting some rabble masters. But for fifty bucks, like this deck is gonna it's fifty extra dollars, it's gonna do work. Even even oh, yeah. the even the twenty five dollar option, um, like Soul Scar Mage definitely just makes some mid range matchups better and it's another prowess guy. But I think for twenty five dollars even you're getting a lot of bang for your buck here.
1: Yeah, Soul Scar Mage is a pretty, is pretty relevant because of all your turning all your burn spells into uh um, minus one, minus one counters, which is you know obviously what the card does, but that makes a lot of matchups a lot better, especially like green ones where like mm-hmm. they're playing a lot of bigger dudes, and it's like all of a sudden their blocks look a lot worse when when you play one spell, all of a sudden your guys are two three, their guys getting minus two minus two permanently. Um, so yeah, pr- pretty relevant upgrade there. It's also good for spirits. Yeah, sure, sure. Yeah, a lot of their a lot of their stuff's one three, right? So yeah, mm-hmm. makes sense to me.
0: Yep. So that was it. Any other any other comments or questions? Or are we moving on?
1: I thought this deck, deck was, like, really good.
2: So. Like, honestly, I legitimately think that, like, a Caval, like, literally out of the box, like, just a few changes, like, some Lightning Strikes, some Shocks, maybe maybe we go Wild, we get some Wild Flashes. Charger Spitfires. And, like, some swift Spears, and, like, I literally think that this deck would do just fine if your Scorch
0: Spitters become
2: Swiss Spears, your Tin Street Dodgers become Lightning Strikes,
0: and, Well, like, you want the... I think, like, you you keep the Scorch Spitters because if you put in some... Um, so Spitfires, they combo well with the Spitfire. Right. Like, this deck is, I think, honestly, pretty darn close
2: to being just competitive out of the box. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, so, like, I don't think you could go wrong. I, I joked that, like, the $50 version was uh, 18 foil Theros Mountains.
1: Right. That was the $50 upgrade in Ricky's mind. Yeah,
2: like, I mean, what else do you need? You got four Bonecrusher Giant here, you get four Runaway Steam Can, four Torbran...
1: I know that was the sickness Man, of it, is that King, four Bone Steam, Giant. Can we take
0: like, a minute oh. to talk about like? Chef's kiss. Does does Steamkin have a home in Pioneer or is it just like waiting?
1: I think it might. Like I said, I, I think you're starting to see before our our, por- our format kind of got into the the metagame that it is now, where it's like pretty super defined. I would say now, mm-hmm. um, I think there was some room for some Steamkin combo decks. You know, I mean sure. that thing adds triple red. It's pretty hot, uh, and like I said, it's a great uh, roadmap to a tour brand. You know? Yeah. Be with it down early, play a couple spells, use it to cast your Brain. Sure.
0: All
1: right, who wants to go next?
0: Okay. Okay, Ricky, what do you got for us?
1: All right, so I was taking
2: control of the Flash of Frosty deck. All right. Out of the box, the deck is uh, fun. It's not great, but it's very fun. So for my $25 upgrade, the first thing I want to do is fix some of these lands. So I picked up two Yavimaya Coast and two Temple of Mystery to complete our Temple of Mysteries. Um, I was then informed that Lumbering Falls is the same price as Temple of Mystery, so I make that Lumbering Falls instead of two Temple of Mysteries, because the scry is not going to matter as much. But we got the Vantresses, which are going to be really nice. Um, We want to get these Thornwood Falls out of there as fast as possible. We want to cut down on our forests. So these four lands we're adding in here, we're going to cut down a forest and the three Thornwood Falls. Okay. Um... Now, my version of this deck goes more mono blue, and we're just playing the green for really powerful cards like Frilled Mystic, and Night Pack Ambusher, which I think okay. are, are very powerful flash cards. Um, so I picked up four Merfolk Trickster, four Dive Down, and four Curious Obsession. Sure. To put in here, um, so we would be cutting um, all of our Wildborn Preservers. Uh, the Wave Break Hippocamp that they put in here as a one Mm of Don't want to put too much power in the deck, boys, you know? Right. Um, I also cut uh, two of the Quench. Sure. um, And then the Unsummons. Okay. So we're we're going
0: to leave two Quench and uh, two Sinister Sabotage lands? Yes. Okay.
2: And um, we're also cutting another Forest down to 23 lands because we're putting in some lower-cost cards with... With the dive down and the curious obsession and the merfolk. We don't need
0: three mana for hippocamp anymore.
2: We don't need three mana for hippocamp <laughs> anymore. And I cut down one night pack ambusher. Sure. Okay. Um, I also replaced our Thoss's intervention with this really spicy card it's called dig through time. Called Icy Blast.
1: Okay, Icy let me show you blast. another one real quick. Let me, let me show you some, let me show you some uh, Narset's reversal real quick. Hold on. Do you know what Icy Blast card.
2: is? Now, does Icy no, Blast, Ricky? Icy Blast is blue and X to tap X target creatures. Is that from of target? It is, but hold on, there's more. Okay. If we control a creature with power 4 or greater, the creatures we tap will not untap during our opponent's next untap step.
1: Okay. Well, that's pretty good. It's a two-turn fog.
2: And it's, uh, it's a two-turn alpha strike.
1: <laughs> I like the way you think. Uh, also,
2: if we have a Brine Cutthroat in play... That has one counter on it, casting the icy blast will hit trigger, ferocious. will hit us ferocious. Okay, alright. I'm in. Also Night Pack Ambusher will hit Ferocious for us, and those are the creatures that'll hit Ferocious for us. But those are creatures we should see pretty often with all this with all this uh opt going on. Sure. And I think this card is like the kind of big game ender that we need in this deck where Thoth's intervention is sort of like more dirtle. Okay. Right. Um, we have hard counters already with Frilled Mistake and we're still running two Sinister Sabotage, so we don't need more counter spell magic. So mm-hmm. we got two quench still. And then we go to the fifty dollar version. Uh where's my screenshot? Here it is. We upgraded a few more lands um with the Avamaya Coast. Uh we bought a second brazen borrower for 1799. That's 99 that's where like Ricky's budget went. Yeah. Right. Um this card is dope. Like this is mm-hmm. the reason I bought I bought this deck anyways. Um, our sideboard is actually pretty pretty fine, except it's got this three copy of Thernotti Singer, who is not good. Yeah, I like I didn't even know this was a card. Yeah, um, Wizards want you to think it's a card. It's really weird. It's in a bunch of promos for no reason. Uh, oh, like really? Yeah, like it's it's a it's one of the first cards they foiled out of the new Theros set set on Arena. Uh-huh. Weird. Um. Anyways. We are going to put in two Damping Spheres, and that was another $3 of our budget right there, was the two Damping Spheres. Um, and then we bought, of course, an extra Yavimaya Coast to fix our mana a little bit better. But essentially, sure. this deck is pretty sweet straight out of the box. It's just a very, very uh, land pass, and then it's going to suck if you play spells on your turn.
0: Yeah.
2: Um, I love Briarborn Cutthroat. I've actually had this deck just sitting in a box in standard. Uh, ever since uh, M20 came out, mm-hmm. just the four night pack ambusher, the four Briar, uh, Briarborn cutthroat, four thrilled mystic, and ham sandwiches.
0: Okay. And if you've been to any uh, event going on, you probably have some of the sweet full art night pack ambushers. I do have a sweet mm-hmm. full art night pack ambusher. Ooh, I have a playset of them.
2: But I, you got a playset at PAX? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Chris yeah. and I we were in the, we're in the trenches. We played so many events. Yeah. We played so many events. Event. You're right. We were out oh there. Oh my god. Anyways, I only have my. Regular foils, because I bought four foils at a buck fifty when it came out. Sure. Like I, honestly, like I want to buy this deck.
0: I have all the these. Borrower, c- like, I have all these cards. I just don't. I need more brazen bar. I if you buy this <laughs> deck, if you get this deck for at MSRP, right? like bucks. or not? MSRP, MSRP isn't around anymore, sure, right? Sure. It's like thirty bucks, right? Uh, you're paying so that cuts you your your brazen uh, Borrower Your brazen bar and your fable passage at right. thirty dollars, and then everything else is just free. Yeah. Exactly it's like, boom, keep, keep the keep the shifting
2: ceratopses as our, our gift to you.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: <laughs> That's our gift to you. Keep that wave. Hey, I'm don't make fun of shifting to... ceratops. No, I, I like that card. I've, <laughs> I've gotten dunked on with playing spirits by that card. Keep this wave break hippocamp as our gift to you. Don't tell no one. That's right. Don't spend it all on Also, hold on, real fast, real fast. I got a bone to pick. Hey, hey, our Discord server, I know you guys are listening to this. Mm-hmm. I see you guys gunning from advanced spirits. The deck is fair. Um, this is
1: totally not a biased conversation cool at all because Ruckman loves his spirits.
0: Banned spirits
2: should be banned before In Murder gets banned.
0: <laughs> the Discord has a conspiracy out to get me because I love playing banned spirits.
1: Ricky is your champion. Discord. Um, Ricky's already champion.
0: their champion. Everyone loves Ricky. No, I. Everybody loves Ricky. I, no one like, I don't say no anything. Knew- that's the that's the secret. I like Chris say Ricky's one thing a week. YouTube. Chris and I are out there, like, talking and doing a bunch, of st- and Ricky, like, just shows up. And we love Ricky. Rick, Ricky is definitely our, we know Ricky's going to be the people's champion, but uh, we're the ham sandwich to Ricky. Ricky's the real star here, and he knows it. Oh, thanks. Ricky yeah. is, uh, he's going to he's gonna my-band us and start he's a band with the real hand.
1: He's too busy working on real YouTube channels. Please. You flatter me.
2: Mm-hmm. Anyways. So that's what I would do to this deck, and this deck is sweet. And I, I'm gonna play this deck. I, I don't. I don't care what anybody tells me.
1: I think if you wanted to keep this as close as possible to the OG list, like I, I don't hate Wildborn Preserver. Like it. It no, is. No, I fine. don't like, hate Wildborn. Is, wild it, is it worse than? I understand cutting it. Don't get me wrong. And I'm not saying that's one, the first card out of here is probably the Spectral Sailor and the Wavebreak Hippocamp. I left the Spectral
2: Sailors. What are you talking Hear about? Hear me out. Hear oh, me out man. here.
1: If we
0: better. really wanted to keep this like mm-hmm. as close as possible. We could just use our $50 plus some extra loose change and just buy three Brazen Borrower and call it a day. This is true.
2: Actually, I Good. did consider, like, this was the deck where I was, like, literally just, like, and in my $50 budget, I buy a second copy of this deck and then another Brazen Borrower. Sure.
1: <laughs> yeah. So that way yeah. I could have uh, two ways. My, my big thing was, camps. like, I want, I want dig through times. That's my thing. I want me some dig through times.
0: I just feel like we're not putting enough stuff in the
1: graveyard. If right? our cards I like are going to That's because they play so many creatures. But, like, I'm yeah. willing to cut a lot of this nonsense. Like, again, in my opinion, you get rid of the Spectral Sailor entirely. You get rid of Whip yeah. and entirely. So, you probably so get rid of Wildborn. Pres- so, you're Preserver wanting what, what my idea
0: with the deck was, right? Where it was, like, kind of like Wilderness Reclamation, put into, like, Growth Spirals and stuff like that as well.
1: Yeah, I just again in this deck because we're playing on our opponent's turn, I'm not a big fan. You certainly could play it because on your turn you could do things with Castle Ventris, like and we played that version, you. it was fine, but this particular version because it's
0: like all flash cards, you almost I, double, I don't you need almost it. queued a second time for the pack Sunday event off of playing that deck.
1: I did. I did, but like I said, in in yeah. hindsight it was you weren't doing as much. It was like, also it was a okay format. to get off a deck. Dig- it was, also... it was okay to get off a dig through time easier because like you weren't putting as much stuff, but yeah, it true it was a different format, so.
2: Also, Spectral Sailor has sweet flavor text. Does it? I never read it.
1: Uh, essentially it's you're gonna get hop
0: ons. <sighs> oh, okay, cool.
1: Well, anyway, first card to go, Spectral Sailor. Wow. Well, that's why I got Honestly, to cover this deck. I,
0: I playing a lot of spirits, I had a lot of disrespect for Spectral Sailor, but uh, I've played some grinding matches where I now have a lot of respect for Spectral Sailor. Yeah, I, I kept wanting to, to create,
1: spirits it makes sense. Like
0: rare Vivian
2: in this deck. I was like, "Why? Mm-hmm.
0: All my creatures already have flash. Why am I doing this?" Well, what about <laughs> uh, four mana Vivian with the three green pips oh, that gives counters? I
2: just please, I could not. There's so many green pips, and I don't that have so the money.
0: That's <laughs> She's also kind of expensive.
2: I was total only
0: up fifty dollars. I was trying to give myself only twenty dollars for some reason. Yeah, I yeah. Uh, also, gonna be honest, real talk. I forget spectral Sailor. has flash half the time. My opponents always look at me weird, but I'm just like, "All right, play out the spectral sailor pass." It has Slash. I it's know. Dwyndan has Reach. Dwyndan does have Reach. I'm glad you realized that now, Ricky.
1: It's a little yeah. too late, though. Yeah. I probably Grazer has Reach, that's for sure.
0: What a weird card. Mm-hmm. All right. Last any other, one. Any other comments for Ricky's uh, Blue-Green here? Not for me. All right. Let's kick it over to Chris. Give us the adventure deck.
1: All right. This is the final adventure deck. It is Blue-Green. It is not very good. It is Black-Green. Uh, what did I say it was? blue Blue-Green. Is it blue-green? It is not blue-green, it is in fact uh, a black-green. Uh, and as I said previously, though, what does stick is that it is uh, not super good. Um, you do get a Fable Passage, I think like the case with most of these decks, which is uh, pretty sweet. You get some Murderous riders, so like, you definitely get some reasonable value out of this. Um, but as far as port to Pioneer... You do-
2: um, two-castle Lockthwain.
1: You do get two-castle Lockthwain. Yeah, yeah, you do. Yeah. Um, but as far as the port to plan here, this is definitely a little bit tougher uh, of a port. But again, just for the funds of it, I definitely think you could. Uh, my cuts here are going to be pretty simple because, like, the adventure theme kind of all comes out of Eldraean. So, like, you do have to play a pretty heavy concentration of Eldraine. But that being said, Edgewell Innkeeper is a very good card, and draw- getting to draw a lot of cards in your like somewhat mid rangey aggro deck is very very solid. So um, I don't have too many complaints about this deck. What we're really going to want to do is up the count of Murderous Rider, up the count of Knight of the Ebon Legion, and try and sneak in, sneak in a couple of Decays. That gets us to our 25 without upgrading the lands. Um, a little bit a little bit over, but right there. Mm-hmm. Um, for $50, we're going to take a harder look at the mana base and switch out some of these like jungle hollows for some Blooming March-type effects. We really don't want comes in a plot comes into play tap lands at all. In reality, you can take your Fabled Passage, sell it, and try and replace it for some better green-black lands is what you really want to do. So, like, considering that you can exchange the value of a Fabled Passage for something else, uh, I think that's when you want to look at getting in some Blooming Marshes, getting in some... Uh, what's the green-black shock? Uh,
0: Overgrown Tomb. Overgrown
1: Tomb. I think right, a play yeah. set of Land of War Waste is, like, $5. There you go. Land of War Waste is, a, is another budget option, so... Um, uh, the idea of this deck, though, you do play four Lucky Clover, you play four, uh, four Edgewall Innkeeper, and they pretty much have all of the knight uh, adventures. Mm-hmm. So, again, I de- definitely think the deck has some amount of legs. You've got some Lovestruck Beast, but as far as competitive nis, uh, I don't know that it's there. The deck, for some reason, plays two fine finality. Um, we're definitely cutting that card, for sure. We're probably cutting this Black Lance Paragon in order to up our Murderous Rider, Knight of the Evil Legion, Decay. I don't think we need the Frasca. It's fine. Um, but then we're probably taking out the disfigures and upping those to
0: Fatal Pushes and or more Murderous Riders as we mm-hmm. upgrade this deck. Yeah, I mean, a play set of fatal, push, or fatal Pushes, I think, is, like, just under $10.
1: Yeah, the card's definitely gone down a lot. So, like, mm-hmm. you definitely have some chances be, to upgrade their removal. This deck, I would probably say, is, like, this is going to be a weird term, but it's probably, like, the easiest to upgrade because so many of the cards that are in here, you are going to actually play. Right? Like you're sure. not making major cuts, you're just cutting like some of the randomness they put in here. Like again, the lands that are garbage, like the Jungle Hollow, fine finality, I don't think makes a lot of sense in this deck. If you love it, great, play it. Um, again the Black Lance Paragon is probably like uh, okay at best, but Knight of the Ebon Legion is like a a huge all-star, something you want to be playing. Midnight Reaper, again, a huge all-star, something you want to be playing. You don't really need to play this Murderous Rider if you don't want to, but and it's a solid way to draw cards, but we're hoping to do that anyway with our innkeepers and our getting our Lucky Clovers to copy stuff. So, yeah, What not, do you guys think about Lucky Clover in this deck? Like, so that's Is it worth it th- to copy the adventures that we have here?
0: Uh, when when I was making some upgrades before we decided to split this up right, yeah. uh, after my $50 upgrade, I decided just to cut down to like two Lucky Clover. Yeah, um, that's very fair. Just because, like, I think, like, it can be interesting. Honestly, like, um, I would almost rather play... This is just me. Uh, I would almost rather play this straight out of the box than the blue-green deck list straight out of the box. Uh-huh. Um, yeah, I
1: would trade you. If I had the blue-green one and you had this one, I would grad- gladly trade you, because I-, I like the blue-green one better. It's just more my more my play style, even though I do love me some green-black. Um, the Lucky Clover is pretty nifty, and, like, if you only have a couple creatures out, getting to copy or... What's this one that kills our opponent? Falmir no. Falmir
0: Knight or Smitten Swordmaster. Smitten Swordmaster. Yeah, yeah, This, this deck, is deck the one. isn't just adventure, it's also
1: knights as well. Right. Yeah, you've got some you've got some knight theme that you could play in there. Um, but as far as again changes, like Green Black Removal uh, is some of the best in the format. So like the upgrades there are pretty easy. Again, Lucky Clover maybe it's starting to grow on me as I'm looking over this deck list more. Um, just because, again, you've got that opportunity. You've got the opportunity with Order of Midnight to get some of your dead knights back, I just, um, which can replace some of the effects that already exist in Pioneer. Have
0: you ever I, Adventures is such a Klover powerful mechanic. In yeah. standard.
1: What's that, Ricky? I have
2: mean, played against Lucky Clover Deck in standard. No. It is, so, like, a Lucky Clover in play is like, eh, this is pretty cool. And as soon as you get your second Lucky Clover in play, you're right. like, I don't know why I don't always play Magic like this. Uh, <laughs> right. Like... Fertile Footstep, I'm going to pay three mana and go find three basic lands and put them into play. And then I'm going to untap and I'm going to like uh, kill three of your creatures and lose six life. And then I'm going to drain you yeah. for eight
1: three yeah, times. getting to copy some Murderous Rider does seem pretty sick. Like, so right, We'll keep our leg covers. We've got enough other things to, to cut, again, especially like getting rid of dish even just for like of Fatal Even just
2: like one mana, make three one-ones. It's just like, sure. Yep. That's a fair yeah. thing you can do.
0: Like, mm-hmm. my, my idea for the upgrades here, right, We're pretty on par with what you we were doing. I was, mm-hmm. like, two Night of the Evan Legion, two Murderous Rider for a long more wastes. That was, mm-hmm. like, my $25 one. And sure. then my $50 one was just adding two more castles, the four Fatal Push, and, like, a scavenging ooze for the sideboard instead of cling to dust. Yeah, makes um, sense. I think this is, like, the most straightforward one to upgrade. Uh, it feels like you're getting a lot less because of just the like the cost of the cards <laughs> you're adding to the deck list, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, right but I think yeah. Yeah, I think it is the most straightforward one to upgrade. Yeah, like I said... Upgrades from the removal, upgrades
1: from the lands, you're good to go. So, mm-hmm. this is another one that's probably got a solid amount of playability out of the box. I don't know how well it translates to Pioneer, but hey, if you're going to buy it, play it in Pioneer, please let us know. You can find us uh, on Twitter at uh, MTGGods. Is that us? Is that what our name is? No. Yeah. I mean, that might be what Ricky is. Yeah. Okay, gotcha. Okay, I would gotcha. like to Well, say then, Crew 3 podcast is Paragon. where you can add us for sure. Yeah, what about it? Uh,
2: it's like that guy is like the sickest ambush viper you've ever played in your life.
0: I ain't sure. He is. We definitely got a
1: chance to he play can. that in a little draft. They can, they can go on actually.
0: the sideboard, but I, 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 it's not yeah. sticking around my main like board. He yeah. he can
2: he can give himself life like Death Touch.
0: Okay. Yes, he can.
2: I'm just saying. Like I, I just um, I played with him a little bit in the Oko format.
0: You can you can say that as I throw him away in the bin. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. He, we got to cut something. He That's probably. He one of the, in the same you.
2: stack. Like, no, definitely cut him. But like I'm just saying, like don't put him in the same. Magic card stack is wave wave breaking Hippocrat,
1: please. Okay, gotcha. He's got okay. his own his own pile of uh You know. Everybody's sadness. got like the
2: piles of like, well this is the bulk pile and this is the like eh, maybe I can trade.
0: It, it also this has pile. I, I will say I honestly love the artwork on it. Just like the roses mm-hmm. and stuff like that. It's gorgeous art.
1: It is. It looks dope. Alright. This thus concludes Chris's uh thoughts on the final adventure deck. Anybody right. else wanna chime in for this?
0: No, I mean, I I, I essentially already said that.
1: I thought I about putting do. your
2: entire budget into buying a single thought season, putting it in there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: that seems like uh, the way you should have yeah. done it. Like, I, for $50, you could probably find somebody on Facebook or on uh, eBay who's willing to sell you two. Oh, man. And you said I was being
0: harsh with capitalism. Yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. Yeah. All right. All right. Is that it for uh, Child Redux? I mean, clearly... You, we, we've shown off that these are going to be pretty good except for the Fire Subvention one. Uh, that right. one can actually go in the bin. Yep. Um, well, that's that one has an important purpose. It's the bad one? Because you have to have bad Magic cards to have good Magic cards? It hats.
2: has to exist, so that way Card Kingdom will sell all four to me for $100.
0: Okay. <laughs> there you go. There you is go. that the... We'll, we'll just throw this one in for free?
2: Yeah, like, it's essentially, like, the MSRP on them is, like, supposed to be 30 each, and they'll, uh-huh. like... Well, if they buy the other three, we'll give you this one for ten, and
0: it's like, sure. There you go. There's my value. <laughs> All right, fair enough. But yeah, clearly, you know, um, for for twenty five, fifty bucks, these can be these can go some pretty powerful directions. And I think, like I said, we're not gonna take down the next big GP, but this is a chance for us to sort of. I know people want to talk about Pioneer on a budget. I know budget's pretty big with a lot of Magic players, uh, so here's a good chance to join the format on a budget.
1: These are some of the best ones, I will say, since, like, that green-black one that I bought years ago. Oh, the
0: uh, the counters
1: deck? Yeah, that's how I think I got. I think there was walking bullets in there. I think that's how I got my yep. walking Yeah, There was bullets. a single
0: walking bullets in there.
1: Yeah, I, I bought, like, definitely two or three of that one. That one was really good. These are really good, guys. Like I so said, th- these are, like, several of these are just, again, pretty playable right out of the box. Um, yeah, big big fans of these. I think they're definitely worth picking up if you've got an eye for multiple formats. I really
0: can't if wait you got for us. got eye for... Go ahead. Go ahead. No, go
2: ahead. I can't. Really, I really can't wait for us to upgrade the Akoria Commander decks into Pioneer decks.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Don't tempt me. We can do it. <laughs> but thank goodness Akoria spoiler start soon.
2: God, I, I'm firmly in the camp of ability counters.
0: Interesting. Yeah. Like, well, more on that next time. Like, like. Maro's Mar- 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 teaser is like wild like i'm telling you, i am i am down for nightmare squirrel like
2: i'm telling you like like mutation is going to be that was like my nickname in high school it's like a uh, target creature mutates form and you put okay. a flying counter
0: on that creature sure and like i there's i don't know how else like, you get like 10 counters yeah that's how you're gonna yeah, get, the get the is, just every like think of these like predictions like almost
1: every time ricky says some like Really, really stupid thing, and you're just like, "That is, that is so dumb." (laughs) And then it happens, and then it happens (laughs) every time. Every time Ricky says something, it's just like, "Oh, they just did that," and it's like, "Oh, well, great." It's like,
0: I'll tell you. Like I said, we, we think Ricky this has is,
1: rosewater nudes somewhere is, in his phone. This is
0: how, Chris, this is, how actually, gets info. this is actually how they found you out at the Olive Garden. Ricky called them to let them know that you were breaking in.
1: Yeah, he's on the inside. That's how he gets his sweet information. He just keeps doing favors for them. So like,
0: and then... I... Also, going forward, Olive Garden, we're just going to call it the OG now. The OG, that's right. As, as Coinbar Discord. Can we take that's this right.
2: moment to explain yeah. uh, why Ruckman will forever owe me a box of War for the Spark?
0: Hey, I paid out. You
2: did. You did. You you definitely did. Uh, But uh, uh, I'm just saying that when Guilds of Ravnica was printed, I said War of the Spark has uncommon planeswalkers with one ability in it.
1: Yep. You called it exactly. And that's not the only thing either. Like there's been other things where you've just been like, Oh, I think this, just because you have that kind of time. I see these stupid because things I have in your that tweets. Kind of time. <laughs> I don't know, wow. man. I just see these, these I just think he, I just see these things in real tweets and I'm like, Oh, just log that away for later and wait to see what comes out. Ricky goes into like the deep dive of thought process into like what these could be. And then obviously because we've just played for forever, he's like, Oh, these are things that like I thought of years ago and I'm like, When did you think of it? And he's just like, oh just
0: oh do whatever. Like- if Ricky would have said, picked, before Mark Rosewater put out his little thing, his teaser, right about just, like, mm-hmm. some of the weird stuff in the in the set, I would have never believed him. But the list of Mark Rosewater being, like, Magic's seventh egg, uh, mm-hmm. a takes of four or more times this game, like, any of those things would not have believed him. If Ricky was like, there's going to be a brushwag in this set, I'd be like, sure, kid, whatever you say. Yeah,
1: yeah. But he's right a solid like twenty five percent of the time. He's he has a better better called shots than me
0: by Ricky, a large margin. Ricky is Magic Nostradamus. Oh no, he is. oh no.
1: Yes, pressure's on now, Ricky.
0: I'm telling you
2: though, flying counters, trample counters. It's gonna be sweet. I don't think that the mutate cards are going to like inherently mutate themselves. Like some of them might that like enter the battlefield mutate either first strike or trample or something like that. That might uh. happen, but I think it's gonna be more like cards that specifically like. Uh, like like an instant that just says like like adapted wings or something and it's gonna say like target creature mutates flying and you're gonna literally put a little punch out counter that says flying onto your creature
0: there you go you heard it here first because okay so instead of having enchantments we're just gonna give these weird instants that give the ability forever then
2: yeah some of them are gonna be like built onto the creature like there's gonna be like some some scientist person and he's gonna say yeah. like pay 6 mana target creature mutates flying okay or like it'll be like some big green creature and he's like uh like pay pay so much mana and target green creature you control mutates trample
0: okay interesting all right well let's...
1: I like uh, it. we'll see how this pays it's off just crazy enough to work
2: like cuz we know punch cards are coming back and yes. like so wizards Actively says that they don't like putting more than one type of counter in a set because it gets confusing.
0: Mm-hmm. Uh,
2: so why? Because like, like they put out the counter, they put out the punch cards last time because brick counters and negative one, negative one counters were confusing. Yes, like, in tandem. it's hard. Um, I think that these are going to be like six different keywords that are double sided. So we're going to have. Like, or maybe five, and we're just gonna have ten keywords that can be mutated. One of them's going to
0: so, be Bushido 2. Do you two. think we're gonna get Bushido 2, all right. That's the real <laughs> call shot. Um, do you think we're gonna get like, okay, so if they're adding counters, are we gonna get like a Vampire Hex Mage type reprint? Just to sort of, since, you know, these types of abilities that would normally be saved for auras or enchantments, right? Well, we like, already are we have, gonna have some way to remove it counters. We already have that.
2: We have Price of Betrayal in Warless Spark is one mana. Remove uh, any five counters off a permanent.
1: Doesn't Vampire Hex Mage do that?
2: Uh, Vampire Hex Mage removes all counters from a permanent.
1: Ooh.
0: But
2: I'm saying we have a one black instant that removes five counters of one type. Okay. So.
0: Of one type, though. So. Sorry, no, no, five sorry. flying counters.
2: I'm pretty sure it removes five total counters off of a card.
0: Okay, alright. Well, we'll see what happens. Spoilers start here in about a week or so. So, um, things are about to get real interesting. We're going have to get really excited for Magic again. And uh, we'll be interested in seeing where Pioneer goes. I'm actually, I'm just interested. They haven't said what's going to happen yet. I'm waiting to see if we still get a list update when they said we were going to at the end of April.
2: Uh, they're going to be like, well, after Pro Tour Kitchen Table, or Pro, yeah. pro Tour Fat Pack Shoebox Camera, <laughs> um, you know, the results of Bant Spirits were just too high. No, Uh, because one one Zachary Ruckman was the only person who was uh, who was streaming with his little shoebox and a phone. (laughs) So uh, we've decided to ban. What do you ban out of spirits? I don't know. Let's ban. Collective Company. Let's ban Spellquiller and Supreme Phantom. Let's just kill it. Okay. Let's just kill
0: it. Like you're right. You can't you can't ban company because then I'm just gonna play Fort Time Raveler and just go green blue or white blue.
2: No. You can have your company. I'm never upset about the company. Like, if I get got by a company, I'm like, that was fair.
0: No, I, the most rage I always see is definitely like, well, they just company and they find, like, Spell and a Lord.
2: No, I'm always raging because I'm playing Dredge and you just go, like, Mausoleum Wanderer on turn one. And I'm like, uh, Grizzly Salvage? You know, I'll counter that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Look, do we, do we yeah. listeners, weigh, weigh in on the twit, Twitter or way in on the Discord. Do we just need an episode where we just take listener just catharsis over how much they hate banned spirits? Should be a call episode. Okay. All right. We'll we'll talk about that. Uh, all right. So let's move on. Uh, Chris, you know the drill. Bring us the theme music. Does It Slap? All right. Thank you. We're here with Does It Slap? And Chris, you picked this week's decklist, so why don't you introduce it to everyone?
1: Yeah, this uh, deck comes to us from our Discord user, Swamp Mouse. Uh, he said it was a uh, a buddy, something how buddy and him cooked up. This is a deck that um, does already exist. People have been playing this um, style of deck for a while, back when Boros Reckoner first came out. But it's a nifty one for Pioneer that you don't see very often. So this is a red-white... Um, Boros deck, I guess you can say, and its a big thing is it's going to try and beat you down with efficient creatures such as Boros Challenger, Boros Reckoner, True Fire Captain, you've even got a couple Heliod in there, uh, the Sun-Crowned variety, um, but you also have a combo where either your True Fire Captain, which has a secondary ability that says whenever it's dealt damage, it deals that much damage to target player, it is the same ability you can find on Boros Reckoner, If you deal a large amount of damage to a Reckoner,
0: make note, can also deal damage to a creature.
1: True, yeah. The Boros Reckoner does damage to um, pretty much anything else. Has that been erratic to say Planeswalker? I'm going to let Ruckman look that up while I keep going. I believe Uh, not,
0: because it says creature or player. It's not any target.
1: Okay, fair. Um,. Again, this is a reprint, so I don't know. Uh, but you can cast a creature... or Sorry, a spell that does a large amount of damage to a creature, such as a Star of Extinction, and just kill your opponent by dealing that much damage to Truefire Captain. No, nope, Boris Reckoner has been rod to any game. target. Aha, there we go. So you can hit Planeswalkers. Thank you for that update. Not that you'd really want to, but you could if you were going to deal like a small amount of damage with some of the instants in here. So... Um, First of all, this is a deck that I am a big fan of. Again, um, very similar to the mono-white deck, which is going to try and beat you down and has a backup plan of using the Heliod combo. This is one where, again, we're going to try and beat you down with some of our two-mana creatures, and then we have a backup plan of uh, comboing you out. This deck does run, as it was submitted to us, an Ironcrag feat to be able to cast our Star of Extinction in uh, the same turn. Yeah. Um, ramp us to seven pretty quickly, which is which is pretty nifty. Um I don't know if that's needed. I'm gonna throw it to you guys and do you think the Iron Crag feet plus Star of Extinction should be like it's a It's turn four a, kill. Turn three Boros yeah.
2: Reckoner, turn four Iron Crag Star Iron Crag feet,
1: yeah. So you're a fans is what you're telling me. Yeah, because sure. they have to answer that Swift Blade because that's a sweet card. Yeah, very true. So that's that's probably one of the cards I was most interested in cutting. Do you guys see a reason that
0: we should keep that around really? Uh, I'm definitely like. Here's the thing, right? So, my mm. Vindicator becomes better if you have like Challenger in play or Sun Heliot out, like, to keep right. growing it. But we don't have any other ways to otherwise make it bigger. Make it bigger.
1: Yeah, yeah. This was the card that um, the Swamp Mouse was asking for like one drops, and I was considering playing the Dauntless Bodyguard, sure, because it is a, another way to like protect, or even like a um, Selfless Spirit is the one that gives your creatures indestructible, right? Sure. So actually, uh, also yeah, playing you some of those type of effects.
0: You mentioned a card that I definitely like is mm-hmm. um, Brave the Elements. Because yeah, every sure. creature we have here is white.
1: Right. Yeah. Yeah. We were talking about this deck before. One of the reasons I want to pick this deck is I kind of went ahead and gave some of the advice to the German already in the Discord, kind of forgetting it was a does slap submission. I thought it was a deck list device. So I'll just that uh, little factoid out there right now. So I was like, oh, well, let's go ahead and go over this because we kind of talked about it. um a little bit already. Um, the sideboard here is a little rough. You're probably going to play some typical like red-white sideboard cards, probably some number of Gideon's Intervention, probably some number of Chandra's. Um, what do you guys feel about this chance for glory?
2: So, I'm going to tell you about this entire deck.
1: Oh, All right. okay. All right. I've,
2: got, the okay. Deck, I've got a lot of thoughts, actually. Give right. oh, oh, us your thoughts. All right. Okay. We cut Boros Challenger, we cut Swiftblade Vindicator, we play the... Uh, The guy who, uh, the he down Mr. President's and our creature gets indestructible for the turn. The one drop, the white one, Dauntless Dauntless Bodyguard. Bodyguard, yeah. Mm. Um, and we're going to play, uh, an amount of copies of Insult to Injury. okay. Okay, so with Boros Reckoner in play, uh huh. Um, if we have a way to make it indestructible for the turn, whether it be Chance for Glory, Boros Charm, or the Dauntless Bodyguard, uh huh. Um, we can insult it we need to deal with damage it needs to take any insult amount of damage mother. hold on wheels are turning we need to play instead of Thriller Possibility uh, we need to play any burn spell sounds good to me and so like, what's uh like
0: Reckless Rage seems interesting
2: here, Reckless right? like... Rage or any burn spell because with an indestructible Sporos Reckoner and an insult in play uh huh I guess we could also injury our own that's a lot of mana um but uh Injury says damage can't be prevented this turn. If a source you control would deal damage this turn, it deals double that damage instead. Mm-hmm. Uh, so Boris Reckoner would take uh, a damage. It would then deal two damage, because it's going to double it, to itself. Uh so loops so a four to eight. To four to eight, exactly, to 16, to a million. And then our, fa- our opponent's face. Okay. Um, and we can make it indestructible with Boris Charm and with the um, other thing. It doesn't work with True Fire Paladin because True Fire Paladin can't redirect to himself. Um, mm-hmm. But it like maximizes the amount of combo we have with our Boris Reckoner. Sure. Um, which I think is better because then like sure. then we're running like a bunch of different ways to combo, and it feels bad cutting Thrill. A possibility we probably also
0: want to cut the Heliod
2: because he doesn't. So here,
0: here's here's my take, right? Yeah, go ahead. So mm-hmm. I, I back in the day, where like Chris was alluding to, like. Boros Reckoner combo, I played, like, White Weenie Boros Reckoner combo back in the day, and with, like, a Near Hearth Pilgrim and an Indestructible Boros Reckoner, like, you're, you just gain infinite life that way, right? Yeah. Uh, which is why I almost, I've been trying to figure out a way to shoehorn that combo in, in a decent way into Heliod combo as another way to, because if you can make Boros Reckoner Indestructible with Lifelink from Heliod, with triggers, you can just infinitely grow any of your creatures on the battlefield as well. This is also true.
2: And you gain infinite life. Yes. Uh, it doesn't win us the game, but it means we normally can't lose. But um, unfortunately, the number one deck in the format right now currently doesn't
0: care about your life total. I thought the number one deck was banned spirits. Okay, so sorry. Thank you. You're right. Continue. I mean, banned spirits isn't a problem. Don't don't worry about it. <laughs>
2: I'd also like to say that uh, when I was reckoning my most Boros um, back in the day, that card was thirty dollars. Yeah. Uh-huh.
0: You can get a play set of Boros Reckoners for three dollars right now. Yeah. Oh my god.
2: We we were all fools in Gatecrash Standard. Everything was expensive back then. Boros Reckoners like they were like twenty twenty five bucks. I, it was really. I remember trading. I mean, how on much
0: set. was How much was Aurelia's Fury pre ordering Oh for? my god. <laughs> remember that card was going to be the next big thing.
2: Oh my gosh. At least it's not Morning Tide. In Morning Tide everything was going to be the next big thing.
1: But uh, you can also use the Flame of Killed. Third ability, Then we there gotta that much wait. Plus two every time.
2: Then we gotta wait. It's
1: another combo. I ah, mean, being yep. It discard. I mean, it lets you draw cards. Yeah. I I don't mind so much the. Um... The Boros Challenger, I think that card's totally fine. Again, like, I I like the A-plan of kind of like, hey, we're here to beat down. That's why I don't mind the Heliod either. Don't get me wrong. If you wanted to budget it up, you don't need to play these Heliods, that's for Mm -hmm. sure. But if you've got some Heliod because you've been picking them up because they're, like, pretty universally going to be played, then I think it's fine. Again, as, like, you've got the Devotion Count in here, you can heal yourself back up in case you do need to, like, deal yourself some damage for some reason. So, um, again, I think it's a great way to survive and potentially survive some of, like, the Mono Red Onslaught.
0: That's another thing you want to prepare for on the sideboard is probably some life gain. I do want to point out um, this deck list does have mm-hmm. two Aurelius here in the sideboard, I just noticed. Oh, I thought you, I thought you knew that. That's why I thought you knew No, I didn't. Joke. I was just talking about it. I just didn't realize it was in the sideboard. Also, I don't know why these Hushbringers are here. That card's terrible.
2: <laughs> oh, my <laughs> yeah. God. Yeah.
0: No, one, no one should play those.
2: I got blown out yesterday by a Hushbringer in standard. Oh, yeah? Like, my opponent played Kaya's Wrath. It was like I was playing that Auras deck. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They played Kaya's Wrath, and I just smiled because I was like. Sitting there with my Storm Herald in hand. And then my opponent has the two mana left, and they're just like, Hushbringer. And I was like, oh.
1: Oh, I lose now. Oh. That was an exciting story. Yeah. Thank you.
2: <laughs> yeah, I hate Hushbringer.
1: Back to the real world. Can I uh, love like to... me some Hushbringer. That's something you should play probably like six of in your sideboard, I think, <sighs> to beat these gentlemen uh, talking with me now. Um, yeah. Any any other uh, thoughts before we give these our, our slap ratings here?
0: No, I think like this deck is it presents an interesting base, and then we can just mm-hmm. kind of mold it however you want. I think uh, this more so just where like the central combo, right? I think gives way to a lot of different interesting uh, like ways of taking this more so than I think the the previous doesn't slap. Where I think the previous doesn't slap submissions we got were very like here is our game plan. How can I improve it? This mm-hmm. one definitely to me feels like this is our game plan. But how do we like? build the deck better around that game plan. I think that... That sounds like the same thing. I think this is easy... In my mind, it's two different things. I think this is easily
2: refinable into a more combo-oriented deck that a lot of people Mm. aren't going to see coming.
1: Sure, sure, sure. Again, I, I like the beatdowns that you can provide. Also, would you play 25 lands, which seems like one more than we need, you don't really have any like way to smooth your draws if you're going to cut the Thriller possibility. So like, you do need a good amount of lands because you do want to hit three also, and four instead pretty of, Instead
0: but... of Needle Spires, can we just play um, Battlefield Forge? No, I'm sure I like Needle can. Spires. Okay. It comes in a play Tap, though.
1: It's Double Strike and so, does not yeah. afraid of anything. It doesn't for really You better have five lands though to make that happen. So uh, I'm not a fan. Again, I, I do like the, uh, I like the idea of some, some pain lands in there.
2: Hmm. All right. Well then, slap ratings.
1: Ricky, you go first.
2: All right. Uh, this one's pretty easy for me. Uh, I'm going to give this uh, 17 Star of Extinction damage out of 20. Okay. Okay. I like it. I like um, it. Um, I think we focus on the combo, and this deck is like the super sweet. Like weird rogue deck that's just gonna take down F and M's left and right.
0: Okay,
1: fair enough. Uh, I would like to go next. I'm gonna go ahead and give this uh, four of the seven Iron Crag Feet mana that it adds to your mana pool, even
0: though you can only uh, cast one more spell this turn. That's very uh, fair. I will give this Infinity minus one of the Infinity life we're gonna be gaining off of our Heliod. <laughs> just because like this is a deck i've been wanting to make happen like secretly in the back of my mind sure. and i love that it just randomly got sent to us Do you know what's the most awkward yeah, that thing is amazing. about this deck though what with, is it better than is it more awkward than we can't trigger delirium
2: with tomic in play we can't cast star of extinction
0: we're not okay get it. sure like we can't target. oh because
1: it targets the land <laughs> sure no we can't sure, cast yeah. it yeah <laughs> Yeah. yeah, yeah, we can't target. A large, I don't know. This right. is
2: really funny. Just chalk it up for Tomek more decks that he just stone rolls.
1: <laughs> Throw yourself again. I think it's worth it. I think you could reasonably play some, uh, play some more just damage spells in here. That you sure. could. Like, throw again, like, Reckless Rage seems like a reasonable one. Like, if you want to make this a more value oriented deck, not to bring up the conversation we were just having, but if you wanted to make this a more value oriented deck, you certainly could. And then, like I said, Reckless Rage stuff like that gives you some more removal to take a trip on its stuff. So, there's definitely some other ways you Man, can make it like, if you, if you have Boros,
0: if you Reckless Rage with a Boros Trackener, like, you can kill, like, two guys with it, usually, in a lot of mm-hmm. matchups.
1: Right, for sure. It's sick. Um, what's the toughness on Tree Fire Captain? Let's check that. Three. It's a three. Four. There we go. So, it's we can a... make it happen. It's oh, that's a four, yeah. three. I thought it was a three, four. Mm-hmm. It was Mentor. So. Yeah, I know. It's, it's it's the thing beats down. That's for sure. Tough to fatal push as well. So there we go. All right, guys. Any uh any final thoughts here on this or? Uh,
0: no, I think I think this uh, deck relatively slaps.
1: There we I go. Agree. It slaps according to the rating that uh, we gave it. So there we go. Thank you again, Swamp Mouse. I believe is our our Discord user who submitted this Swamp yes, Mouse. It is. it is. And again, if you guys are here to talk about the Discord, it's because we have one. You should get on it.
0: You can find it on our Twitters. The Twitter's or the YouTube descriptions or in the description of the podcast you're listening to right now. Uh, actually, it. we're it's growing at a pretty steady rate. I'm pretty happy. It's, pretty, it's getting really active. Um definitely I'm starting to recognize a lot of our more regular users, right, who are oh, active yeah. we're on there. are talking
1: all kinds of people. Oh, there. yeah. It's, it's mm-hmm. been great.
0: It's been fun. And uh, just to sort of segue into what I teased at the beginning of the episode, another reason to join the Discord is we are going to try and, like I said, you know, Paper Magic events are officially, we're going to say officially air quotes over until about May 10th. So I figured um, on a somewhat regular Schedule here, maybe not like every month. Every so you know, we'll, we'll figure out a schedule as we go along. But uh, this coming weekend, um, if you go to the Discord by the time this episode is out, everything will hopefully have been finalized. Um, uh, but of course, this weekend being the weekend of Saturday, the 28th, on Sunday at 2 p.m. Central Time, we are going to be running a little bit of a Discord tournament. Um, and we're still trying to finalize. We, uh, if, those of you that don't know, there's a new sort of online tournament builder called MTG Melee that we're trying to get approved for as an organizer. If that doesn't go through, we're just going to use an FGC bracket maker and just run a double, double elimination. And um, just to sort of keep things cheap as the first one, uh, we are building every, instead of a regular Pioneer tournament, I kind of want these to be fun, different, right? So we're gonna, they're each going to have a challenge related to them. This one is going to be Pioneer on a Budget. And the budget for these is going to be 50 ticks on Moto because that's how we're going to be playing them. Uh, in the Magic fe- Gathering Online. Magic Gathering for Online. For the youngsters out there. Um, and potentially, you know, we could do this paper of webcams in the near future, but who knows. But right now we're just going to play them on Mitko uh, at Magic Online. Um, and the rules are going to be, again, on the Discord. How to join are going to be on the Discord. And we're going to have deck submissions just to make sure everyone's at least, you know, trying to play with the deck that fits our 50 tick limit. And right. uh, we don't have a full set prize yet, but I can tell you that um, we'll have something extra. Uh, but the main thing, it's its sort of a fun for bragging race tournament. You will get access to the singular use of the Discord champion until you lose or reclaim the title in the next challenge. There we go. And I will you will gain ownership of a PNG file with your with your nameplate on it of a of the Crew 3 championship title belt. Hey. Right. That sounds like uh, prestige right there.
1: Also, we will be casting this tournament. Yes. Uh... So, so you'll get the chance to be on stream yeah. uh, if you want to play. And of course, you know, we'll just, just the, whatever game from whatever perspective we want to do it, we'll be there, but yeah, we will be choosing some matchups, mm-hmm. the most fun decks probably, or whatever we think is the most fun sure. or however we want to decide it, decks to uh, stream and we will cast them. So you have a chance to uh, get a, get a chance to, uh, for us to discuss your plays and how we we'll think of your decks and all that kind of stuff. So, and of course, if you, to it.
0: if you don't want that, we will give people the option to say, Hey, please don't. Because, uh, you know, people I do understand will get uh, a little bit of shyness or things like that in their play. So um, you, there will be an opt-out for that as well.
1: Uh, yeah, but if like, we have like we can't, like, not cast our final... For sure. Like,
0: like we're going to so. cast the game, we're right? Have but are to... going uh, But, uh, if necessary, but uh, if you really don't want to, we can try and work around that. I think yeah, mostly people we'll, will be worried about, nice like, guys, getting their hands streamed, that's all. We'll, we'll take care of that for sure, though. Okay. Oh, yeah, I, I, figured, I honestly was figuring we were going to
1: stream on a delay, so...
0: We're just gonna we're just gonna watch and then we'll I'll block off, I'll block off the hands type of deal you know if you if you've watched how the uh, like vintage leagues or the like MTGO league stream for like the official like modern like those types of things right those streams when they were happening uh-huh. uh, how they block off the hands there but you know well it'll be fun we'll cast some games you know uh, that'll be on the stream on that'll be Sunday's stream um, so to help facilitate that you can go back and watch the previous streams we have to see me play. Uh, very solid Galia aggro deck. That's a surprisingly fast aggro deck. I think I would. It's a deck that I would actually go play it like a hundred, like a relatively large tournament as well because mm-hmm. you know I was dealing damage nine damage to our opponent on like turn two, right? Um, and then I played a mono white aggro list, sort of human tribal. Then both of these were under fifty ticks. And um, yeah, there's plenty of options. I'll be posting up deck lists just give people ideas if you don't want to brew something up yourself. And I think fifty ticks is a good buy in for MTGO. You know, something not too crazy, and for you sure. can definitely get away for less. I mean, we know someone in the Discord had a deck list they were talking about where it was mono blue flyers that I think was like seven ticks all said and done. Nice. And I would reasonably play that in this type of event as well. So plenty, plenty of decks to play that on a budget here in Pioneer, especially when everyone. Has that sort of building constraint. So uh, hopefully you join us. We're going to have some fun. Look out for the official how to join rules on the Discord. uh, Which again you can find on our Twitter, on YouTube descriptions, or in the podcast. Um, Anything else to close out the episode, guys? No, that's it for me. for me. All right. Well, you can find us at Crew3Podcast on Twitter. You can find these boys at...
1: I'm at its underscore Christmas.
0: Uh, At also Steve. All right, so keep hanging there with us, guys. We're going to keep putting out Pioneer content in a bunch of different avenues now, and we're going to keep on growing. We're going to keep on surviving. And, ooh, final thought here. Uh, if you guys want to go support your local OG, this is not sponsored. They have mm-hmm. Bogo Entrees now to go. Bogo, Bogo Entrees the OG. to go. Bogo Entrees to go. Go. the go. Hashtag not sponsored. Hashtag not sponsored, but please, if you're listening to Olive Garden, please sponsor us.
1: Yeah, we may or may not have some of that while we're uh, casting these games, so there we go. Oh my
0: gosh, yes, please. All right, everyone, go have some fun. You know, hang in there. I know time's can be a little hard right now, but go have some fun. Make the best of it. Join us on the Discord. We're having a fun time there, and we'll see you all next time. Bye.
1: Talk to you later.